Hello and welcome to the Grapeseed Official Podcast. Teacher Says is up to number 11 now. By this point, you all know the routine. Real Grapeseed teachers answering a couple of questions with their own thoughts and experiences. Today, we will hear from Aaron, Will, Bruno, and Matthew. Let's go. Number one. As a Grapeseed teacher enters their second year of teaching, they probably have the flow of Grapeseed teaching down. How to teach the different types of components and how to use the lesson plans. What advice do you have for them to continue growing? I think the best advice can be summed up with what uh, Bruno said in a previous Teacher Says episode, episode 141, that once you start thinking you know everything, your lessons will start to suffer. I understand when going into the second year of teaching, you can get an extra feeling of confidence. Um, you're more familiar with the lesson plans now. You might be uh, start teaching the same units again with new classes. Um, so it can feel can be easy to feel that you don't really need to put as much focus or effort on some of those areas for a second time through. I think I had pretty much an ideal introduction to Grapeseed. I started at a school that just began their Grapeseed program. So I only had to learn one unit at a time and I slowly went up with the students. And even with that experience, it was still very overwhelming to learn everything. And I imagine most other teachers have a much more hectic introduction to Grapeseed. I know the new teachers at my school now, they do. And because it can be a lot of information and very stressful in that first year, it's completely understandable that you'll be making lots of mistakes and forgetting things here and there. I, I definitely did. So when you get to the second year and you start to repeat units, go back and review the materials because there is a good chance you don't remember everything as well as you might think. And this is a pitfall I've seen many teachers fall into, myself included, that because they have experience with a unit, they won't focus so much of spending time to prepare for a lesson or prepare for a unit. But when you actually start teaching it, maybe your melody's a little off for the songs or your eyes will be on the story a bit too much because you need to read. So the, the biggest advice is not to let up in your second year. You got through the first, which is probably the most stressful, but now that's out of the way, you can start focusing on deeper learning and understanding. I think that first and foremost, you have to want to keep growing. You have to feel that although you've learned all the basics and you, you know the flow of things, that you still have room to, to keep growing. Once you, once you have that feeling of wanting to grow, then it's not hard to find things. For example, reach out to your trainer. Grapeseed has a lot of very wonderful trainers and they're there to help you and contact them, contact him or her and talk about anything. Read the teacher's manual. I often find that just reading the lesson plans, the lesson plans gives you questions and it tells you what to do in the specific lesson. But by reading the teacher's manual, you can see the reasons behind the questions and the reason behind the different activities that you do. Listen to the podcast. Every week is very interesting. Make notes about your lesson. Watch professional development videos on the portal. And my favorite, my number one best thing is to make a video of your lesson and watch it. Especially make a video of the students. I often find that when I go back and watch the video of my students, 
when I watch their reactions, it's completely different from what I imagined they were doing when I was teaching the class. Well, that first part of getting the flow right and knowing your lesson plans, that's very important. I think mostly just sometimes the lesson plans will give you direction and sometimes or an objective of some sort. And at that moment in your lesson, in your unit continuum, the kids may be able to do more than that. So my advice is, yes, of course, follow the lesson plans. But if you're, if you think your students can do more than what it says, push for more. And if they're not able to do that, fair enough, you can back it off a bit. But because oftentimes I'm in a lesson and I find, all right, that was pretty easy. Let me try something a little bit more. Because, I mean, I've, I've been teaching grapeseed now for quite a long time, over 11 years. And so I kind of know the endpoints of each component of the units. And so, all right, well, we can start on this part right now. And that's what I would recommend to do. Always, always push your students to do their best and have high expectations. So, yeah, I, it's short, but that's what I would recommend. So, when teachers are in their first year, I usually want them to do it as much by the book as possible. But that said, you can't learn everything in your first year. You can't learn every unit. You can't learning, learn everything about every unit in that first year. So for any teacher entering their second year, I tell them to keep in mind that there's definitely more to learn. I'm teacher going on 11 or 12 years or something like that, and I'm still learning things about units even after teaching them for this long. So for familiar units, uh, I recommend to teachers to use their time to make more focused, engaging lesson plans where they're looking at what the objectives are more and creating the expansion for that material to be more interesting and something that's going to get the students interacting in a way that they might not have done with you in their in your first year so yeah just because you've taught a unit before don't assume there's nothing more to learn from it every time I'm teaching a unit, I'm finding better ways to do things. Also, don't lose sight of your objectives. When you do grapeseed for a while, it's useful to go back and look at the foundations of what you're actually doing there and remind yourself of what the philosophies are behind how grapeseed works and how to make sure that you're always hitting the objectives of the materials. Number two, how do you track student progress? This is an area I think I struggle with a lot, and I look forward to hearing the answers from the other teachers. One thing I do, which in my opinion is really lacking as it devo is devoid of any systems that would help produce unbiased information. But what I do is I, I keep notes or a, a journal on my students um, whenever there's something that sticks out whether it is something good or bad. Before, when I was teaching less students, I would mostly just keep mental notes on each student. But now I'm teaching around 150 students and I teach most of them only once a week. 
Another teacher will teach them the other days of the week. So I have found I found the limits of my memory. So keeping a, a journal or it's just a, a Google document of my observations has just allowed me to keep more reliable notes or reliable memories of my students that I can go back to if a parent is ever asking me some questions or if I'm just curious about an individual student. And yeah, again, this is far from perfect or even good for that matter, as it only focuses on extremes. If a student is just always average, they're just doing what's expected, that doesn't really get recorded. For me, I love Google Sheets. I, I started, I tried to make an Excel file. And so what I did was to every week uh, make uh, a few notes about one or two children. So I decide before the lesson, sorry, not every week, every lesson. So before every lesson, I decide, okay, I'm going to watch this child or these two children today. And then after the class, take some notes. And I think it, it's good to start without having a really specific format. I got bogged down. I was trying to start doing it and I got bogged down with the format. Like, how am I going to type this out? How am I going to lay it out? But I think it's, it's better just to start with a few comments and then you, the format comes out of itself. Um, I like Google Sheets because you can use it anywhere on the go. If you're on your way home, you can write your notes on the train or I can do it on the work computer. Yeah. All right. This is quite simple. We don't have, some schools will have charts and especially schools where you have multiple teachers for one class, but we don't have that. I see the same kids every single day. So I know what each kid needs to work on. So that's basically the answer. I, I know what they can and cannot do because I see them every single day. And so for me, I can go, all right, this child, their reading skills are not what they should be. So let's try to work on this. This kid is having problems with spelling. All right, I can help them with this. This kid always gives one word answers. So let's work on giving a bit more English in their answers and so on and so forth. So there's no actual progress charts or anything like that because we have one teacher, one class. So it's pretty easy. And our classes are compared to other schools are fairly small. So it's easier just to know. I mean, every teacher, if you're the only teacher, you know which kid is is good at one thing and needs help in another thing. Um, and if you don't, then you should be paying more attention to that. So there we go. Okay. So in our school, we have an internal internal English evaluation system. It's actually an online app that we put together through the help of my brother, actually, who did the coding and whatnot for it. But what we created was a site where we can track students in their classes from year to year and mark down when they're able to achieve certain milestones. These milestones are things that we've based on the scope and sequence charts that you can see in the uh, Grapeseed teacher manuals. So though no other schools are going to have this internal evaluation system in the same way that we do, 
I think that's really the best way to look at your students' progress over multiple years because you can see that and try to notice like when your students are able to do certain things. So you can break down uh, how well they're conveying certain types of information over time. You can break down milestones in speaking comprehension. In writing, there's things like handwriting, spelling, creative writing, dictation, tracing and copying, all these things that you'll see improve uh, with close observation of your students. And you can note those things and pass that information on to the following teachers and the teacher themselves will then get a better idea of who the new students are that they're going to be teaching, as well as knowing where they are currently and where they have yet to get to. By also breaking it down based on the scope and sequence charts, we can kind of tell if a class is struggling with something and then we can work with those teachers to make sure that area is improving and make sure that all our classes are actually achieving outcomes that we want them to be. Thanks again to the wonderful teachers who participated. If you have any questions about this episode or questions you would like these teachers to answer, send them in to mailcarrier at grapeseed.com. As always, thank you for listening and good luck in the classroom. a good day but now i will say goodbye my friends goodbye goodbye everyone